don't back down. Bill Belichick took out a full-page ad in Sunday's Boston Globe thanking Patriot fans. Now wait, Bill Belichick engaging in public relations? <laughs> Never thought I'd see that day. So Keyshawn, what it's did this tell hell, you? <laughs> you funny, Skip. You find any angle to figure it out, I see. Oh, it tells me nothing. It just tells me he enjoyed his time, 20 plus years, in New England as the head coach, and even as an assistant coach under Parcells when he was there. He just enjoyed it. He wants to thank the people that supported him throughout the entire way. This is not a PR situation, mm. because if it was a PR situation, he'd have did it as soon as he got, you know, I don't want to say fired, because... <laughs> he got fired. <laughs> I should know. I should have went there, because I knew you would say okay, that. but that was going to be my point. Why didn't you just do it immediately? Because he was still... You know, it's a cooling off period for things, right? He hasn't done any interviews. He hasn't done anything. And everything becomes a cooling off period. But this, all this is, look, man, his, his family is there. He appreciated his kids was raised there. I mean, it's just, it's the right thing to do. Hell, I was traded, I was traded from the New, from the New York Jets. And I took a full-page ad out. Okay, and said thank you to the fans, and I appreciate the four years that I had, and you know I'm gonna miss you. I did all those things. A lot of times, players and coaches do do these things. When did you do it? I did it shortly after. I, I want to <laughs> say shortly after I was traded to the uh, Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Look, this is only a couple weeks, Skip. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, think about it. He has his press conference with Mr. Kraft. They say whatever they said. It lasts for however long. Boom. They bring in Mayo. You don't want to step on Gerard Mayo. You don't want to step on Mr. Kraft and the New England Patriots and what they're trying to do in terms of moving forward. Yeah. They got their coaches in place. It's a cooling off period now. You didn't get hired in this cycle. Now it's time to thank the fan base. What's the problem, Skip? Is it the timing of it with you? Do you want him to do it 24 hours after? Mm. Do you want him to do it 10 hours after? Two days after? Like, what's the problem? Okay, why in 24 years as the head coach of the New England Patriots did he never gush gratitude <laughs> for the fans one time? I don't know that that's. Now? I don't know that that's not true. I don't know that. I'm talking at about those Super Bowl. Gushing. I don't know at those Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. ticker tape parades when he get yeah. up. I don't know that he didn't thank the fans. I don't know that. I would uh, I would probably bet my right arm at some point. Gushing. Yeah, that he's did you read this carefully? Yeah, but yeah. he's not. You Look, when you're having a press conference <clears throat> or you're at a ticker tape parade, you're not going to go to the length that he did in this particular article. I mean, this particular page. You're just not going to do it. You don't have time to do it. You're thanking them for the support throughout the season. Yep. You're thanking them for the loudness, the cheering, all of those things, Richard. I don't know what the hell you want him to do, Skip. Mm. Damned if he do, damned if he don't. Because mm. what you would say if he did nothing, well, Tom Brady took out a page. How come he never took out a page? That would be, that's exactly what you would do. Mm. Okay. Go, Richard. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's fine, Skip. I don't know where Bill will end up coaching. Um, I, you know, it's going to be tough to call, especially he didn't get hired in this cycle. I don't really know, you know, maybe teams next year or maybe he'll change his mind and he'll take a coordinator job. I highly doubt it. Or maybe he'll, he'll jump off the, his, his control and say, Hey, I'll just coach the team. I don't need to GM. I don't need to make personnel decisions. I'll just coach the team. Mm -hmm. And if he does that, then I'm sure he'll coach somewhere next year. But um, I, I don't think this is wrong, Skip. I think, again, to Keyshawn's point, he let 
he let Jared Mayo have his moment. You know, you don't want to you don't want to yeah, dim his that. light. It's it's his yeah. moment. It's transition. Let the transition happen. Let them have their peace. Let them talk about it and and not say, oh man, Bill Belichick is still trying to take a little bit of shine away from him because that's what we'd be talking about if he mm. did it immediately. They'd be hiring Jared Mayo, Gerard Mayo, and we'd be sitting here talking about Bill Belichick is trying to trying to steal the shine. He wants to spotlight on him instead of Gerard mm. Mayo. But he did the right thing. He waited, made sure everything settled. Hey, thank you to the fans. I really appreciate it. I spent a long time here. You showed me a lot of love and respect, a lot of kindness, a lot of support. Thank you. Nothing wrong with that, Skip. Mm, okay. There's obviously nothing wrong with it, but you just wondered why it didn't come sooner during his career. Because I didn't hear him ever gush like this. And I was a student of Brady and Belichick. And Keyshawn, I know you know him, and I know you love him, and I know you socialized with him and had steak dinners with him and all that. I, I get that. I don't know him. I'm doing this from a distance. I, and I, and but, I don't, and I don't blame to, you to me, for doing your job. But to me, from a distance, when I first read this, if I can use a Vanderbilt word, it, it came off as poignant to the point of being a little sad because I wished he had given – more of this back to the fans all those years when he led this league in arrogance. And you know and I know he led this league in arrogance, and he had a right to because they were dominating the league. They were dynastic. But he was smug, and he was condescending, and he was above it all until now. Condescending to who? Some damn reporters? Some is damn asking, reporters? Asking well, I, questions? I was a damn reporter. So yes, I guess and, and, and it's in your feelings, yeah. though, Skip. Yeah. Okay. It's in your feelings. Yeah. You can't allow but, this sort of stuff to get into your feelings because you don't get your questions answered the way you want them to. Nobody got their questions so answered. You, but you can't, yeah. you can't okay. let it be in your feelings. Okay, but, but it's fine. I never criticized him one time for how he dealt with the media. I'm just saying that when you lead the league in smugness and arrogance, which you have a right to do, I, I don't expect anything back from the coaches as a smugness journalist. and arrogance. Did but he when not? I was in, am, I, am I right about that? almost made me curse. Okay. Because when he was I'm in Cleveland, right. his same approach. Yeah. And he didn't win in Cleveland. No, it was the didn't. same approach. He lost four out of five years. Yes. You know? And, and many people fired. would say he was a failure in Cleveland. You know? Same approach. Okay. All right. So this is what I see. <laughs> that over the last four years in New England, Bill Belichick, regarded as the GOAT coach by you and many others, went 29 and 38 and made it to one playoff game at Buffalo in which he gave up 47 points and could not make Josh Allen's offense punt one time. They scored every single time they had the football, either a field goal or a touchdown. And from there... He goes into the hiring cycle, and he goes 0 for 7. And clearly, to me, and, and I, I told you this going in, so I'm not being a 2020 hindsight hypocrite here, I, I didn't think anybody would hire him because he hasn't done enough lately. He hasn't done enough without Tom Brady. He hasn't done enough with today's players, the younger generation but of see, players. But see, you're putting a false narrative out there to say people wouldn't hire him. He well, walked away from two well, opportunities. I don't, I don't know that for sure. I, that's okay, not how so, it was that, look, look, look. That's how you... You're, you're, you are fair yeah. what, what you said. You don't know. Yeah. All we know is what we read yeah. and what we hear. Yeah. And what I read and mm -hmm. what I heard is that he walked away from the Atlanta situation because it didn't meet his criteria of what he wanted. Okay. The Washington situation, I'm assuming... 
He walked away from that, too, yeah. because they wanted him, according to all the reports, the top yeah. people wanted him, and he decided, or they decided to go in another direction because they didn't meet in the middle. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all right. But what, what, I'll say, what I'll say to that is it, it, I, I, I have a hard time with that one because if they didn't meet his criteria at the beginning, they didn't change anywhere in the process. So they wouldn't have met it at the beginning. They didn't meet it in the middle. I think that came down to the power and people saying, hey, I don't want to hire somebody to fire me from my job. Hey, I want to be the GM and president of this team. And that may, so and that I can't may be true, Richard. That's, but it may be true. But to say that there, that I nobody wanted to seven. hire him, that, that's right, not yeah. true. Yeah, I'm not. It's just not true. Okay. I'm not agreeing and, with and that. And yet, Keyshawn. Because that's. Yeah. He handpicked Mac Jones and it was a disaster. Right. And so that also that played. was never that was never good to me. OK, it just right. wasn't. It was okay. never good. Right. It was but never good. But that's he also, another factor. But he why also he didn't get a job. But he also has a history of taking Alabama players mm -hmm. because of the relationship yeah. that he has with Nick Saban. OK, where he went wrong at and he tried to correct it in the 11th hour is when he made the decision to hire Joe Judge and Matt Patricia to run the I don't know. I, look. I'll be the first to tell you. I don't know what the hell he was doing, and I'm sure he doesn't know what he was doing. And he did it, and he immediately tried to correct it with Bill O'Brien. It didn't get corrected, and he finds himself separating from the New York Patriots. As you like to say, Skip, you got me there. You got me on that one. Yeah. But all the other 20 years, you don't have me. Okay. Is it possible that Bill <laughs> even remotely got humbled a little bit through this process, that this was a humbling experience? But I don't know. That, but I don't know Skip, I don't know that he was never not a humble person. Just because he he approaches things differently does not mean the man is not humble. Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, I think I think. Go ahead, Richard. I think sometimes we we can't sit here and and, and live like that, Skip, because we we create personas for people. We create opinions yes. of who we think people are based off an interview or based off that. We actually don't know these human beings, so I can't say that he's arrogant. I can say he was a head coach of a very good team that we may have created an opinion about because, you know, I mean, if, if you talk about he's Palpatine of the Death Star, you know, and they've just been this dynasty, people just want him to fail one day. You know, people just like, man, I'm tired of these guys winning all the time. And it doesn't even seem like they care as much as we do. You know, I want to see somebody else win. So sometimes you create personalities and you say, man, they're arrogant or they're smug. And it's like, well, they're just winning. So we don't like that they're winning in the mm -hmm. way they're winning. So I don't want to I don't want to sit there and put personality to it. But I do think he missed out on one job this year. I don't think he went 0 for 7, Skip. I don't think yeah. he just he just struck out in all of them. I, I, I think, know, he but went I think for a lot of people thought going into this cycle that because he's the greatest coach ever, that those seven teams would line up and bid for Bill Belichick. That I never, did not I never, happen. I never, that did would, not I happen. never thought that, Skip, from day one when we had these conversations when he stepped down and all these jobs stopped opening up. I told you there's a certain fit for certain guys. Okay. If Justin Herbert was not in San Diego, San Diego, Los mm -hmm. Angeles for the Chargers, Harbaugh doesn't take that job. He just doesn't. Why wouldn't they want Belichick over Harbaugh? Because they have something that they like in Harbaugh and not in Belichick. That's mm -hmm. okay. The Carolina mm -hmm. Panthers probably Skip. didn't want Belichick. Huh. Because it, it's everybody is different, Skip. You don't Why think did the you Panthers hear what I hear what I'd say? On the flip side, why did you court me and Richard versus other people that's out there in the universe looking to sit across from you and have conversations? Because you're, you're the best, and there's no doubt. No, it's because well, you, you saw something in us 
that you felt you can work with opposed to other people that's out there that you probably felt like, man, you know what, that's not going to give us what we're looking for here on FS1. That's bad, why. Bad analogy. I, I just went right to the top. Oh, I, I just, no, I did. Oh, I, stop. Well, ask Charlie, no, ask no, Whit. No, 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 I'm not saying that you no, did I, go I to the top. I just said I went I to the top. Because I consider myself the top, and nobody can mess with me. And okay, I, I, I understand Thank you. That. I understand You're that. Belichick. But You're Belichick. But you are. But there's also yeah. an interview process that take place. When you and I sat down and we chopped it up over a sandwich or two, yeah. if I came in there acting a certain way and doing certain things, you was probably be like, yeah, that's not for no, me. No, I might have liked you even more. <laughs> you suck <laughs> telling me. You're going to make yeah. me. How many, how many sandwiches do you have, Key? Because I know you said a sandwich or two. But, oh, I, mean, I don't even think I ate. Um, I, I don't think I ate. But you know what I'm saying. You had I, a sandwich. I, I do. I do. I hear what you're saying, Key. I, I just don't. I don't know. I think, you know, in this day and age, with the Cliff Kingsburys, the Kyle Shanahan's, the Kevin O'Connell's. You know, everybody's looking for this youth movement. At least half the teams they are, are saying, hey, I want the next youngest, hottest coach that, that's out there to take my team for the next 10 years. And really, nobody marries these coaches that long anymore. Nobody no. does what the Roonies are doing with Tomlin. <laughs> nobody does what the Crafts did with Belichick. No, the Ravens really doing has with Harbaugh, that kind of, of that. loyal. Or the Ravens are doing with Harbaugh. No. Nobody has that kind of loyalty. To, that, and, and I think that's a problem these days. It's like, hey, how quick can we fire this guy and hire the next guy? Even when a guy like, like Vrabel, who's done a really solid job in Tennessee, yeah. you know, the owner's just like, hmm, I, wanna, I want something new. But, but, Not but necessarily Skip, better. But Skip would different. say, Richard, Skip would say Vrabel's too close to Belichick, so it rubs off on I the people the wrong way. I did not say that. No, you didn't I, say it, but that's I, in I'm, your mind. You're I, thinking no, that. I'm shocked he did not get a job. I mean, Richard and I talked about this or texted about it, but Dave Canales got the the Carolina job, and he's a good guy, and and God bless him. I, I hope it works, but if you look on experience, if, if you had half a chance to get Vrabel or let, what about Pete Carroll still sitting out there? He's 70 well, okay, plus It just old. doesn't matter. Can he do baby. it? Okay, maybe. No, they he don't can. Know. I would hire yeah, him. I would that's too. me. I would hire but him in a heartbeat. Because I know Pete and okay. I know what his energy so, level well, is. Richard knows him better than anybody. You know, we yeah. know him. Yeah. Yeah, so, I would have hired him. So we yeah. hire him. Okay. So I just got to read a few quick lines from this Belichick statement that he posted in the Boston Globe in the full page ad. Talking to the fans, you were undaunted by weather, attended scorching hot training camp practices and braved Foxborough's coldest, wettest, snowiest and windiest days. Your thoughtful letters offered support, critique and creative play suggestions. I mean, this is Bill Belichick. I mean, I, I read that and I couldn't help but just laughing because it didn't say that's so foreign to anything Belichick has ever said publicly before that it made me wonder, did you really write this? I assume he did write this. And I think he was gushing because it he went through this process and he's looking back fondly at the great days they had in New England. Right. Isn't I mean, that what he's supposed to do? Yeah. Well, he, he didn't seem to have that gear for 24 years. He's right, talking right, to the but, fans, yeah. not you, Skip. No, Get your that. feelings out I, of I'm it not, as a I, I journalist. He does not feelings. deal with the journalists the same way he deals with the okay. fan base. But that sets your persona publicly, and I just didn't see any of that. Maybe you did. Maybe that didn't yeah, surprise maybe, you. Maybe this is who, who he really is, Skip, and that's hey, him Skip, just being you, genuine, being vulnerable. Hey, you, you've seen... Yeah. You've seen the NFL Network where he sat down with the with all the top hundred players of yep. all time, and all. Mm -hmm. that's Belichick. Yeah. Because guess what? 
all he's doing is talking football. <coughs> yeah. That's who he is. Does not want to sit around and talk about chit-chat about nothing. There's, that, that's just who he is. Different than Parcells. Different than Sean Payton. Different than Mike Tomlin. Them. They don't mind tip for tap back and forth. Bill's so, a one, one word know, guy and get out of there. Keyshawn, he's saying he enjoyed the critiques from the fans. I, I don't think he did at all. Oh, I, I think I, he's I don't, way I don't, above that. I don't I, know that he enjoyed it or didn't yeah, enjoy it. The man yeah. is saying he enjoyed it. Okay. How can you tell a man he right. didn't enjoy something that all he right. said he enjoyed? Okay. That he's saying he enjoyed yeah. Enough of that. Yeah, On to the game that's going to transpire this Sunday. 49er coaches rip the 49ers for not hustling against the Lions in a home championship game? That's unheard of. We talk about it next. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us. But we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Two San Jose State alumni who protested during the 1968 Olympics. They intended to draw global attention to the plight of people of color in the U.S., spotlighting injustice and quality endured by millions of black Americans. Mr. Smith raised his right fist to represent black power. Mr. Carlos wore a bead necklace to symbolize lynching of black Americans and raised his left fist to represent black unity. The scarf he wore stood for black pride, and the socks with no shoes represented African-American poverty. Their powerful silent protest was controversial, but it woke folks up and created greater opportunity for those that followed. This Black History Month, I salute you both. So both Kyle Shanahan and his defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, blasted 49ers defenders for failing to hustle in the first half of the NFC Championship game as they gave up, of course, 148 rushing yards and fell behind 24 to 7 and a half. Wilkes said, and I quote, collectively as a team, I can tell you it's unacceptable. And we talked about that. It wasn't to our standard. 
Those guys understand and know that. Quite honestly, it was embarrassing, said Coach Wilkes. You know, I can't remember coaches criticizing the winning team in a championship game for loafing. That, that was a first for me, but it's valid and it happened. So, Richard, you know these 49ers. What do you make of all this? I think it was great. I think it was great. I was there when it turned around, Skip. I was there when the culture changed. Yep. And that was a big part of it. The things that take no talent, you have to be experts at. Yep. The effort, attitude, and execution. You have to be A plus no matter what because it takes no talent. All it takes is you want to, wanting to do it. And right there, I think that is Wilkes's point. Like, we're a great defense, but right now we've lost our way because we aren't doing the things that take no talent. Effort and attitude aren't things that, that, that they can happen from anywhere. They can be, they can't be negotiable. And I think that's the frustrating part to see a defense this talented have these guys expect somebody else to make the play. And I think you heard it from, from Fred Warner. I think you heard it from Bosa. You heard it from the leaders of the team. That's unacceptable. And that is not what you will see in the Super Bowl game against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. You will see something else. You will see the attitude change. You will see running and hitting all day until the clock strikes zero. And I think that's what he wants to see. I think in these plays, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch as a player. It's embarrassing to watch as a, as a, as a fan and as a coach because you know these guys are better than this. Mm. Mm. These aren't things where you're like, man, they got out, out, outplayed or they got outran or, man, these guys are just so much better than them. Yep. They just aren't giving great effort. And so mm. he's calling that out, and I honestly respect it and like it. And I think you're going to get a great response from these players on Sunday. It, 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 I like it too. Um, he's not wrong. They did not look good against the Packers. And they certainly did not look good the first half against the Detroit Lions. Nope. But what I would say that what you just said, Richard, Steve Wilkes has a sigh of relief right now. You know what that is? The fact that he is in the Super Bowl. Because if they didn't right. make the Super Bowl, he'd be on the coaching mm. hired circuit looking to be somebody else's <laughs> defensive court. No, no. No, no. Think about it. No, he knows. No, you're telling the truth. He knows that in that first half, when you look at the numbers of 18 first downs, five or seven on third downs, total yards of 280, rushing yards of buck 50, okay, passing yards buck 32. If you duplicate three thirds of that, whatever, all right, you 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 duplicate that in the second half, he's probably gonna be fired, okay? That's probably the case because when you go down, when you come from up top and you go down to the sideline. And then you, you, you make these adjustments in the regular right. season and they look okay, but then when you get to the postseason and you are now on the sideline looking like you at the top, they're not going to say mm -hmm. that the players are loafing. They're not going to say that he missed this, he did that, he should have did. They're not going to say that. They're going to say, what the hell is the defensive coordinator doing? Because that's what we were right. saying in the first half. Dan Campbell essentially saved Steve Wilkes' job OK, that's the way I look at it, because I know it, it, it Skip, it, think about it. Dan Campbell saved Steve Wilkes's job to live to see another day. Yeah. OK, because if he had to care business in the second half, it wouldn't be San Francisco in the Super Bowl, although it is. It would be Detroit Lions and Steve Wilkes would be in the unemployment line. That's the because guess who they going to blame? That's the truth. They going to blame him. They're not going to blame Chase Young and Nick Bosa and Deamador no. Lenore. They're going to blame right. him. 
That's all I'm saying. So, yes, it's a sigh of relief. And he wanted to put that out there without saying, hey, man, y'all going to get me fired. <clears throat> he said it a different way. Hey, man, y'all got to play better. So I'm putting it on y'all before y'all put it on me. I'm going to let yeah. the world know that I'm the one coaching, <laughs> but y'all the ones not doing what I'm telling you to do. Yeah. Smart by him, though. It was. Smart. It was smart by him, smart by Kyle, smart by John Lynch, who also said, now we're down to one game. I would really be shocked if we saw this again. Well, yeah, I would too. And by the way, John Lynch never lacked for effort at Stanford or in pro football because he played for your team, Keisha. No, Johnny, oh, did a hustle hey, face. That's hey, what I used to he, call him. Did you? Yeah, oh, well, there face. you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he knows what Richard was talking about when, yes. when it's just non-negotiable. All right, so Keyshawn, I hark back to the day we, we predicted this game, the Friday before the Sunday games. And you picked Detroit in part, probably large part, because you know Aaron Glenn, you're rooting for Aaron Glenn, and you know Dan Campbell, and you're rooting for Dan Campbell, and you pretty much divulge, you know, you just said, hey, I'm, it's more of a heart over a head pick, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, 100%. Okay, okay, I got it. And I came back at you and I said, this just looks like a mismatch to me. It, it feels like, to use your favorite expression, it, it feels like a boat race is about to take place here because the 49ers are just better than the Lions on both sides of the ball. Did you? It, oh, it felt, felt real so good. good. Real good. Well, I just couldn't believe what, what I was seeing <clears throat> because I think the 49ers went into that game saying it should be a mismatch. We should be able to name this score. I, I said it was going to be 35 to 14, and they did finally get to whatever it was, 34. But... The point was I didn't see 24 to 7 coming at halftime, nor did Kyle, nor did Steve Wilkes, nor, nor did John Lynch, because it was just wrong. It was unacceptable because it's, it's not that you're getting your butts kicked. It's that you're not hustling, especially on like the Jamison Williams. I, I think we've been showing it, the, the reverse. It just looked like several guys just sort of gave up on the play. <laughs> if I, Did you see that, Richard? I, I think it. Kind of look like. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I, thought I, I saw. saw I, I saw on the back I, end some loafing. I saw yeah. it exactly. Yeah, they could have put their I foot saw it in the exactly ground. like that. Yeah. Okay. And, and 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 it's expecting somebody else to make the play, and that's not yeah. what great defenses do. Great defenses ha have eleven guys that yeah. expect to make the tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Look at how many guys right are around yeah. the look ball at carrier. War. Yeah. <laughs> war <You're>, jogging. <laughs> you expect to make the tackle. Yeah. And and. And that, that, that is a legit criticism. And even in the Get second the half, there's some criticism. Now put your foot in the ground. Go. He look at him. He just no. chilling. Right. It, it's some legit criticisms because even in the second half, there were some third down conversions, even though they won, that leave you scratching your head. It was the third and 18. And you're like, wait a minute. They converted a third and 18. There was a third and 12 where they just gave the ball to Jameer Gibbs and it looked like he outran <laughs> the defense. He did. Where, where there was a corner that was well. pretty much unblocked and, and Ambry Thomas, and he didn't make the tackle. He didn't even, he, he didn't even touch him. And so those are the plays that I'm sure Steve Wilkes is rewinding and playing over and over and saying, do you guys feel like you deserve to be here? Do you, is <laughs> yeah. this the effort you right. want to put on tape going into a Super Bowl because the Kansas City Chiefs are looking at this tape? So he's going to light a fire under this team, and they should come out with an intensity and a ferocity that, yeah. that is beholden to a team of this talent level and this and this. Yeah, I mean, it, it just—I mean, they're—they're they're probably the most talented defense in the playoffs, 
And they should have been playing better than yep. this, and you can't you can't I, win I don't like this if they're, more if they're playing this. That's what I was about yeah, to say yeah. though, but I let it yeah. go because okay. Baltimore ain't in the playoffs no yeah, more, so I, I let know. it go. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I just let it go. I heard I heard what he said. I mean, you got there's the and I don't think I'm slick. I'm, I'm saying if I go line for line, I'm I meant what I said, Baltimore included. Like yeah. well, Baltimore, you can you can Baltimore's argue that, at home, that man. Noah being being at home. You know, yeah. but him and Kyle Hamilton, but then you talk about the D-line with, with Bosa and Hargrave and Armstead, it's comparable to Baltimore's D-line. We'll say that. The corners, I would say, in, in San Francisco, you got a you got an all-pro pro bowler on one side, and D'Amador could have been a pro bowler in his own right. Then the linebackers, Absolutely. you know, you got Roquan. And, and they're, they're two good sets of linebackers, so yeah, I'd say they cancel true. out. No, I, they are. It's more no, it's comparable close. than you think. It, it, no, it is close. So, Richard, on Monday morning when I woke up a week ago, I, I tried to figure out, is it possible that San Francisco has a little bit of cowboy disease in them on defense, as in mad cowboy disease, as in we don't really know how to stop the run where it's not our forte, not our specialty, not what we really pride ourselves in? Or was it just an overall lack of effort as they have been criticized for this week? And I'm going to give you, if for whatever reason, they just didn't take Detroit seriously enough. When, when they want to stop the run, I believe they can stop Kansas City's run, e- even though they gave up 148 in the first but half. But see, the difference, yeah. between, the difference between Kansas City and Detroit is the head coach is not going to do what Dan Campbell did, yeah. though, Skip. No, okay, I'm, the head coach is going to go for the right. throat. At he the will. goal line on fourth and two, yeah. he 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 take twenty four to seven like all of us would, mm-hmm. but he's trying to go to twenty eight to seven. Yeah. Not only that, he's not going yeah, to but- abandon the run in the second half and only run the ball eighteen day eight damn times. Eight times. Like that doesn't make any sense. No, it does. It makes zero sense. Yeah. And I understand but, what but- Richard is saying that they 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 stepped up. Dan Campbell helped you step up. He helped you. Right, but I'm just saying Detroit is a mauler. That's their that's their identity. They're they are a mauling team. You look at that offensive line, one of the best in football at mauling. And if you look at Kansas City's offense, the interior offensive line is one of the best in the National Football League, and there's no debate about that. Um, but they're also banged up. They they're not committed to the run and that offensively, they statistically don't have the aren't having the greatest year running or passing the football. So Patrick Mahomes is the reason why this offense goes, and rightfully so. You know, I don't care who, what weapons you give him, what offensive line you give him. If you put him in the Super Bowl, he's going to be a tough out. And so I think San Francisco understands that. They understand that they're going to have their work cut out for them, and they're going to have to play their A game to get a win in this game. There's no question about it. But I do not think Kansas City's running game is comparable to, to Detroit. No. I think Detroit is is, is no, they're very, not. Um, they're not at all good running football. Mm. No, no, they're not at all. It's a it's a different running style, a different approach. Although I would say Pacheco could rip off some nice 15, 20 yard he hard might. run games. He might. You know, he might do <laughs> no that. Question. Yeah. My whole point is, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes up 24-7. I can't see them surrendering a lead. Many coaches around the National Football League that has the Andy Reid sort of pedigree or in that situation and understands clock management and how to do certain things, you're in a not in a national championship game. In an NFC championship game, mm-hmm. there's no way in hell, Richard, I would ever believe that you're gonna surrender a 24 to 7 lead because you get away from what you did in the first half, in the second half, and just abandon what you got there I, with. It makes zero sense. I'd be really 
I'd be really surprised if they got a 24-7 lead. Honestly, this offense well, hasn't scored th- those kind of points I, this I, season. I, I mean, they've yeah. scored – They've only scored 33 times in the entire yeah. season. Yeah. And so, not, not you know, no offense to them, but they just don't score like they used to, uh, you know, and their defense has been fantastic and w- a, re- a big reason why they're here. And they went, okay. through three, they went through three good teams to get to the Super Bowl, Miami, Buffalo, and going in and beating the number one seed in the Baltimore Ravens, Skip. Yeah. I no, just – you, you, you can't okay. assume – that you just going to run through them. Because if I remember correctly last year, I don't, Skip, is is different Steve Wilkes. Same defensive players, different defensive coordinator. Kansas City goes into candlestick and unleashes on them mm. with the same offensive Levi. players, except they just added Rasheed Rice, who's having an amazing uh, playoff run. Mm-hmm. Okay, but in the end, you have to remember, Dan Campbell or no Dan Campbell, decisions are none. Detroit had the 23rd-ranked defense in points allowed, and Baker Mayfield has just thrown for 350 against them up in Detroit in the previous playoff game. So what happened in the third quarter was not shocking because, remember, San Francisco caught them. The score was tied with three and a half minutes left in the third quarter. So it's 24 to seven at halftime, and all of a sudden it's 24 all with, with a quarter and three and a half more minutes left, right? Yeah, so then it was that, just inevitable. But all that, too? Yeah. It's coaching decisions. Well, I know how to flip the yeah. field. I know yeah. how to do certain things yeah. to help my defense out on a struggling offense. If I'm going to go for it and give you 50 yards to go to score a touchdown, yeah. I'm giving you half the field. <laughs> if I punt the football yeah. and pin you deep or I kick a field goal and I score and I pin you deep, things change differently. Yeah. No, That's I all. Gotcha. All right. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. Once again, your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from K-Dub. Come on, Keyshawn. You know Skip was right about Belichick. Now, where you know K-Dub that's, from? That's my... That's yeah, where you know him from? Knowing. He's got my back on I can one. tell. Thank you, K-Dub. Appreciate that. This is from More to See. Burner again. Brock Purdy next Sunday when the Niners win and he is Super Bowl MVP. 
That's Borat saying, king in the castle, king in the castle. If yep. they win, he will yeah. not be Super Bowl MVP. It'll be Christian McCaffrey. Well, how would That's you know That's not how it works. That's not how it works. They're going to give it to Christian McCaffrey before they give it to Brock Purdy if they it's win. Because that means Christian McCaffrey going to have a field day. You really think so? That's what I, I think. But that's what I think. Whether it works or not, that's what I think. If the Niners win, it's because Christian McCaffrey going to just be ridiculous like I expected him to be. I think it'd be Brock Purdy's award if they win. Okay, this is from Drew to wind it up. Keyshawn, when Skip and Richard are saying these Stanford and Vanderbilt words. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I'm trying to add yeah. them up to some of the stuff uh, that I'm, uh. I got to figure it out. I don't have time to look <laughs> to find them, but some of that stuff, I'm like, huh? kind of know what you're saying, but I've never heard that before. I, I know my audience. You know, I, I got to stick right there, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, let's talk about you guys, Lakers. They just pulled off two huge road wins at Boston and over the Knicks Saturday night at Madison Square Garden. Uh, the Knicks wasn't that huge. I don't know. They won nine in a row. Okay. Yeah, but the Lakers, the Knicks. Okay. All right, but the Lakers, thanks to a 9-17 and 17 road record, still sit just one game over 500 at 26 and 25 in ninth place in the West. Okay, so you guys did grow up here in LA as Laker fans. Do they still need to make a trade at Thursday's deadline? Go Keith. You know, I it's one of those deals where I go back and forth and I think about it, but what I do know is that the Lakers from everything that I'm hearing and people that I know around the organization and in NBA, they're not going to allow Rich Paul and LeBron James and company to dictate what they do to like they did in the past before the trade deadline. They're not just going to allow them to make the trades for them. Okay. So they're kind of pushing back at times on that. What does that mean? I don't I have no idea. LeBron James has a no trade clause, doesn't have a no does trade not clause, have, does yeah. not have a I mean, no trade clause in his contract. But you would contract. think he kind of has an unofficial one, right? Yeah, but, but a, out of respect and yeah. stuff like that, you. You know, yeah. if they move on from which I'm yeah. like trying to think, why would you move on from him? And what can you get in return? And what's his value? All yeah. of those sort of things. And who would want to be a, a taker in this situation? And yeah. I'm not trying to move on from LeBron. I'm just trying to fix stuff around LeBron James. Um, but I don't know what it is that the Lakers would need because, again, just like you mentioned, they went on the road. And once LeBron and AD wasn't playing, I was like, oh, man, all right, I'm going to watch it, but, I'm, you know, whatever. And? And, and they <laughs> go to Boston and they handle business. Damn. And then the Knicks game, I understand it's Knicks won nine in a row and it's MSG, the greatest venue in the world, which I disagree with, but that's yeah. just me. And they take care of business against yeah. Jalen Brunson. And by, by the way, the Knicks are 18 and five at home. Go ahead. And they're 18 yeah. and five at home, but they take care of business. So they have shown us in multiple cities they that have. they have been able to beat teams that were either favored or really having great seasons, they've been able to beat them. Yeah. And now when you look at it, you know, you say, well, Rich Paul came out a couple days ago and said the Lakers aren't trading him and LeBron's not asking for a trade. Then LeBron comes out at, after shoot-around the day of the game against the Knicks, and he says, hey, I don't know what I'm going to do in terms of opting in or opting out nope. on this $50-plus million that's due to me in a year. So now it, it's a head-scratcher as to – What's really going on in the Laker organization and Rob Polinka? I don't. I personally don't think they should trade LeBron. Nor do I want to see LeBron on another team. I want to see him in the Laker, but I'm not the boss. 
Okay. I'm not the decision maker. Do they need any more help? Is there there another piece to this? You always need help, Skip, if you can get the right help. You always need help in professional Mm. sports if it's the right help. mm. Okay. I don't think there's an easy, you know, answer to that question, Skip. I don't think one person's coming in, two people coming in. I don't either. And turning this thing around and making them a, a, a two seed or a one seed. So yeah. I don't I don't see a big trade happening that that, you know, obviously I could have said the same thing last year and look what the trade did. You know, we ran off to the to the Western Conference finals uh, with the trades and the acquisitions that we had. But yeah, I just it's hard to, to, to believe in this team. And I know, Key, you're saying, man, the Knicks aren't anything, but I would take a nine game win streak right now for the. L.A. Lakers, uh, if we had a nine-game win streak, I'd be feeling pretty good about our team. We can't go on a three-game win streak uh, right now. You know, Maybe we'll tonight you will. Boston. But, yeah. <coughs> right. You, right. You we'll, be, we'll beat Boston you, you in the Knicks. You win three in a row. And then yeah. lose to Charlotte. Yeah. We'll lose to Charlotte. Or we'll beat potential. Boston in the Knicks and lose to the Spurs. You know, yeah. that's the kind of t- season we're having. Yeah. And that's what I don't understand. And so I can't sit here and say, man, these two games – really give me confidence and make me believe we turned it around. I yeah. like the defensive effort in both of these games. I like I. Anthony Davis's effort against the Knicks. I, I thought he was really fantastic on the defensive end of the floor. He was really tenacious. He showed a tremendous amount of effort, and I respect that. But they got to show consistency. And so if they go off and win five, six in a row, then I'll start to say, oh, okay, we're, we're starting to turn this thing around because they already yeah. proven they've had the talent. They have the talent. They just don't always have the want to. Yeah. So I'm going to say this again. Rob Polinka did an extraordinary job at last year's trade deadline, completely revamping this team. And to Richard's point, it made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals and had chances to win all four games entering and going halfway through the fourth quarter. This year, over the offseason, I thought Rob did another very good job of adding a piece here or there because they lost Schroeder, but then they had to add this piece and that piece. And the truth is, now coming up to this trade deadline, you need to quote-unquote trade for Jared Vanderbilt because he's hurt again. You, you need him back in the lineup. He's your best defender. You need to quote-unquote trade for Cam Reddish. He's out still. You need him in the lineup. You need to trade for Gabe Vincent. I'm tell, I've said it a hundred times on the show, he's a very valuable piece to another potential Western Conference Finals puzzle, and he's played next to nothing this year. He's a big-time shot maker, shot taker, and those three players, if you could add them healthy to what you have right now, you'd be pretty good. You might be very good. I like this team. I liked what I saw at Boston. I loved what I saw at, at New York in the fourth quarter because – I keep telling you, Austin Reeves is a closer for this team. And you uh, you saw it, didn't you, Keyshawn? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. he makes four out of five shots. He makes both his threes in the fourth quarter. He makes all four <laughs> of his free throws. He scores 14 in the fourth quarter. And LeBron sucked it up and played some real tough defense, like some serious defense on Jalen Brunson. I think he got switched on him a couple times. But I think once he just took him. And down uh, Jalen scored 11 in the fourth quarter, but the last five minutes, they just took Jalen out. He's six feet, two inches tall. They, they can do this when they want to. We saw them do it in the, the whatever it was called, the in-season the tournament. tournament, you know? We saw what they did. Richard keeps bringing it up. In the championship game against Indiana, they just suffocated Indiana with their defense because they're capable. But for the year, I look at where they're ranked, 
and they're 15th in defense. Well, they're way better than that. They're 20th in offense. They're better than that. So, as LeBron said the other night, we can beat any team in the league on any given night, and we can lose to any team in this league on any given night. That's just wrong. The, the problem yeah. with that, though, Skip, yeah. you mentioned all those names. Yeah. They've been with everybody except Gabe Vincent yeah. all year long. Cam Reddish just exited here recently. Yeah. I mean, so when you – like four games. Yeah, so when you, when you look at it, they had everybody except yeah. Gabe Vincent all year yeah, long, right. and but they now, still are <clears> like – But now right. Jared Vanderbilt's hurt again. Well, yeah, that's now. You get everybody had, right. they had him yeah. when they Stretches. were struggling anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to it. Um, but if they can find somebody that can help them, they sure, certainly need to add it, depending on the cost to go get that Well, individual. that's the cost. I mean, are you still good to give up Austin Reeves for DeJounte Murray? Or? But, and what else? That's what, the main, what do you mean, and what else? Yeah, it ain't what, a straight-up straight up trade. They got to get some – we got to figure out what, what's what. Yeah. You mean you want right. more than DeJounte, or they want more than Austin? I, they're they're gonna, gonna, I think they probably Reeves want more than Austin Reeves. Have to match. Yeah, they yeah. need they need right. some and salaries and all salaries. that sort of stuff. So who you who you giving up? I'm not giving up Austin Reeves. I, I'm just not going to do it. He's just too good. He he knows how to play basketball. He's he closes for you. Well, he yeah, has so, done a good job here yeah. recently. Skip. No, he has. Let's not yeah. go too far here. Well, I I just think he's a player. I don't know. You're you're down on. Him. I mean, you're not I'm sold not, on. I'm him. not. If I can get something better, then yeah, I want something better. Yeah. Okay. I, I think as is, if they could just get healthy, I think they got a shot. Mm. Yeah. That you're, other team you, in yeah, the you, building. You become a Clipper fan. No, I one you completely no, over. No, no, they, yeah. I just. Don't do that, I, I rock, Don't I, do no, that, I'm not a Clipper fan, and I will never be a Clipper fan. So don't get uh, Clipper Daryl Hopes up high. The only thing <laughs> I can Dara. say is I enjoy the guys that I know personally, which is Kawhi, which is PG which is Brooke yeah. and Harden. Yeah. All of them I know mm. personally. So I enjoy watching them play, yeah. and I know Ty Lue. I don't think they're going to win the NBA final, but yeah. I, I like them personally. You, you just call Westbrook Brooke? Okay, Westbrook. Okay. Brooke. I, Whatever. I, I, I never Brody, heard him call what that. You want, yeah, call I, him Brody. I didn't know. I thought you had a new I mean, nickname for No, nah, I just said Brooke. Yeah. I can call him Brody. Yeah. We certainly ain't talking about Brooke from Houston. <laughs> no, no, we're not. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy.